0: Welcome to In Conversation. I'm your host, Brett Rogers. In today's podcast, I'm speaking with Farah Fortune. Uh, Farah is somebody who I have a great deal of respect for um, in business, in life, uh, and she's always got a, a clear mind. So this week, we're talking about uh, blesses, blesses, sugar daddies, sugar mommies, sugar babies, uh, essentially the relationships between people that involve transactions. Now, for me, having an opinion on how people live their lives, uh, doesn't really work. Um, I'm not here to judge people, to judge their lifestyles, um, and I don't think any of us have the right to if nobody's getting hurt. Um, so it's it's not ideal to have an opinion, um, but uh, we live in the world, a world that has opinions, and I'm interested in those changing taboos and those changing norms. Um, so this week, uh, go to Instagram at this is in underscore, underscore to see more of the content that we've done around bless and uh before further ado here's farah fortune
1: firstly hey thank you for having me um uh, my mm-hmm. handles on all my social media are is at f fortune um for c for cat fortune
0: thank you very much well it's amazing to have you here thanks so much for joining um in this uh, strange time that we're in um i know right farrah so so we're talking about uh, what is perhaps an even more interesting topic considering the times we're in, is we're talking about transactional relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's a number of, um, of points to make before we even get into it, I suppose. Uh, one, of those thing, uh, one of those things is whether it's okay or not for us to even have an opinion um, on, uh, how, on what kind of relationships people want to have um, is uh, an even more important aspect of the conversation perhaps. But people do have opinions, uh, especially when it comes to money and sex. Sure. Um, and um, so, I was wondering, what what is your take on on transactional relationships? Uh, they seem to be coming less taboo, and I'm interested in in that movement.
1: Um, well, first, I, I think we have to acknowledge that everyone is entitled to opinion and how you feel about transactional relationships. This is totally up to you. Um, but I also think we need to look at the word. Actional relationship and especially the word transaction um, in this whole thing mm. um, if we go to our forefathers you know um or just our grandparents great-grandparents a lot of the time you know in that era women got married for stability it wasn't really about love it was who was going to take care of them the be- going to provide them the best um future so already when you look at that you know our grandparents were living in trans relationships um and, mm. and you know the, the the people who still have grandparents around now or great-grandparents I'll tell you that they'll tell you that's why they got married a majority of them will. and it's not to say that love wasn't present but we are animals you know we we're just like animals we 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 look for who's at the food who's going to take care of us you know it it comes down to that you know we're no different um and it's men looking at that or whether it's women looking at that from from that perspective transactional relationships are not a news prostitution is one of the Mm. oldest professions in the world um and it's just created a stigma um i think purely because you know obviously marriage is 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 a total different aspect of a transactional relationship um, to a lot of people. And I think the word prostitution became very evil or, or demon because um, marriage was such a pushed institution. Whereas we look now, marriage is not as big as it used to be. And people are happily, you know, cohabiting or staying by themselves. Marriage is not the end goal of a relationship anymore. And I think we also need to look, the dynamics of life has changed. And we look at the Qur'an, the Torah, the Bible. Um, it was written in times that was relevant to those times. I mean, if you look at the Qur'an, for instance, and I'll speak on that because I am mus- Muslim, so I think, uh, let me keep my 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 um, opinions to what I actually know. And, and you look at the Qur'an <laughs> and it says, um, talk about, you know, if you die for your religion, when you get to heaven, you'll get 70 virgins. But if you get the word that they use for virgin in the Quran, you have to go back to the time it was written. And that same word was used for the words dates, raisins. And at that time, when the Quran was Mm -hmm. written, dates and raisins were a very, very valuable commodity. So you need to look at it from that point of view. I'm not saying that the Quran, I'm just saying that we need to start looking At the world we live in Definitely, you know Abide by your religion if you to do so But let's not avoid What is out there right now And what we, the world we are living in
0: Farry just blew my mind Oh my god, I'm going to have to re At this whole thing again But
1: um, from,
0: from what I've um, Pulled out of what you just said There, um, the, the more Interesting thing is that it seems that uh, non-transactional or apparent non-transactional relationships are perhaps the outlier. And actually, um, transaction has always been involved in relationships. It's just a a matter of scale. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we're talking ancient times, yeah, we're going to marry into your family because you've got a a nice vineyard. Um, Or here's um, a a $1,000 stipend, it's... it's, it's the same Basically. thing, it's just a different way of, of packaging it. And and perhaps, now that I think about it, if we think about, uh, you know, there's transaction in all relationships, um, you know, whether those transactions are, I want to, I need you to give me more t- of your time. Yeah. Um, than or you ordinary, wash the dishes, um, give
1: you sex. <laughs> you know?
0: it's, it's, uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, I would wash dishes more often <laughs> if that was the case. That is damn true. <laughs> but um, it, there seems to be a, almost a, a clearer honesty um, In in those earlier transactions Where it was so obvious And even now where it is um, obvious Like here we are in this relationship And here's X amount of money that I'm going to give you Or that I require for us to have a relationship It almost sets the guidelines And the, the rules of the relationship in place immediately Whereas um, when it was secretive transaction, uh, it, it removed the, the, honest, uh, the yes. honesty of the relationship and, and perhaps that power. So people didn't understand their power, um, perhaps. I'm, I'm imagining um, you know a person married um, X number of years ago and her, her or his family was super powerful and that person uh, still feels that they're less than. Um, but as soon as you recognize your power, you can go, cool. I have this power and I'm going to use this in this transaction. It's not only you giving to me, I'm also giving to you. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you look at, um, wealthy families around the world, they don't marry the waitress. They don't marry Mm. the person who's, you know, cleaning their home. They they marry into other wealthy families, majority of the time. I'm not saying that's all the time, but majority of the time, that's how it works to keep the money in the family. If you look at traditional, um, uh I wouldn't say you know, um arranged marriages. Um a lot of the time I mean if you, a lot of people look at arranged marriages and they they automatically think of Muslims, but that is not a that is actually not there's mm. nothing in the Quran that, that speaks about traditional marriage that needs to happen. I and mean, it literally says if a woman doesn't give permission for the marriage, the marriage is not valid and shouldn't go ahead. Um and that's a sin if it does go ahead. However, you look at places like Pakistan um and, and India where traditional where traditional arranged marriages are still the norm why because families want their daughters and sons to marry into other good families keep the peace keep the money Mm. in the family uh, make sure that the business deals are still flowing it's it's it really is a transactional Mm. uh, a transactional world generally Um, and you know in in all honesty it took me I mean I was also one of those women in my 20s who very much looked down on prostitution and sex work because I was very uneducated about what sex work actually was um, and very Educated mm. about women actually making decisions about their own bodies because i think a lot of the time um men see us as property um or, or women see their own bodies as property and they say oh you're selling your property no property doesn't sell itself and and you need to understand that they don't make the decision of oh i want to sell myself today um, most people don't go into sex work by choice either. Um, and I think a lot of people need mm. to understand that it is a lucrative industry. As long as people are going to demand it, people are going to supply it. Um, so transactional relationships, transactional transactional love, um, it, it, nothing is going mm. to change. Mm. You look at mm. shows like 90 Days to Wed, if you watch that show. Um, okay, it, so no. 90 Days to Wed is a show. It's an American show. I've not other versions of it in the world but it's been going for a couple years and basically it's about americans who find love online and um, a lot of the time the people that are living in other countries and it comes out that you know they wanted the green card or they wanted what they think americans are extremely wealthy compared to where they come from so that's transactional, mean, on the recent series of it, there's a guy who's been, I'm putting here in inverted commas, dating a young woman from the, for seven years, he's never met her, they, he's only chatted to her online, but in order to chat to her online, he A for it, doesn't even have a number, he's been doing this for seven years, I think in the first year or second year, he spent about $100,000 already just to her, that's transactional, She's making money. He thinks he's in love. I mean, these things have been happening times. So you can't, you know, I always say, I I never judge anyone who is in a transactional relationship. I don't know what you need in order to live. Um, And if that is how Mm. you need Mm. to live, there is no other option for you, or this is your easiest option because you want to do this. People need to choose what Mm. to do. Um, So transactional relationships, transactional sex, and like I said, transactional love, this is not a new thing. It's that it's become more open to talk about. People are more honest about the conversations. Mm. Um, You Mm. look at websites like fans. I mean, girls are making money on there from showing their toes. (laughs) So, I mean, it really (laughs) depends on what you deem transactional as well.
0: Yeah. Why do you why do you think, why do you think um, it's becoming less taboo or more open to, to speak about? Um, uh, recently there was um, a South African uh, celebrity. it's not my place to mention her, but um, that she came out uh, speaking about her promoting her daughter's only fans, for instance. Um, and I, I cannot imagine that happening just f- three years ago, uh, two years ago, uh, and yet somehow there's there's some sort of sh- um, shift where our the taboo has almost lifted a little yeah. bit. I, I won't say it's lifted entirely, of course, because, uh, I mean, getting, uh, trying to get people to talk about this um, uh, openly without being anonymous is very, very difficult. Um, uh, there's only a few people out there who have the, the, the strength to go out there and say, yeah, this is my life and this is what I'm doing, and fuck you if you don't yeah. think that's okay. Um, but in general, it does seem to be... You know sites like OnlyFans. Um, people like Lady Gaga and Nicki Minaj, who have uh, almost um, stepped across from that uh, the, the stripper world into the real world. Uh, not yeah, real I world. I don't mean. know how to say that correctly. Um, and, and and have opened that door and said, "Hey, fuck you. It's okay. I'm I'm here, and I'm this is my way of living, and this is how needs." I think to be. you
1: need to look at people like um, firstly, like Cardi B. Um, she was a stripper. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always been very open and vocal about it. Um, and you know, she has always said, you know, I I this is what I needed to do to pay my bills and take care of my family. And that's how I made money. And I think when you have like that who have now become ultra famous and extremely rich, and then you look at you know, doing things like that or, or you know, being a stripper or being a dancer in that sense. Um, the stigma has really gone away. I mean, I don't know the rapper Eve... Mm. Okay, so mm. Eve is now married to a billionaire. But before she was a rapper, Eve Eve was a stripper. Um, and, you know, she's now a billionaire living her best life with her rich husband. Um, and, and the <laughs> stigma of a lot of that has come away. And also you need to understand that a lot of... Was of that because a majority of the dancers were black women, was on black women, mm. and I think that's also what we need to take into account here. Whereas, you know, um, back in the day, white strip clubs were seen as, as classy and and they, you know, it was a different kind of stigma, whereas black strip clubs were seen as wretched and, and demeaning and dirty and you know, it. I think mm, you also need mm. to look at how the world is changing. You look at strip clubs like The Grand and you have black strippers, Chinese strippers, white strippers, you know, um, it's so multicultural. And then you look at the kind of people that go there and it's not just men anymore. It's, it's women going on girls' nights mm, out. I mean, mm. I go to strip clubs with my girls. Why? Because it's a safe space for us. Men don't hit on us. They're not there for us to dance and we get to drink and we get to do what we want because we are not the target market there. Um, so you also look at, you know, mm, those kind mm. of aspects where it's become acceptable for, for women as well to be more open or sexual and say, Oh my God, let's go to the strip mm. club. Or I want to be a stripper. I want to be a dancer. I want to do this. I want an escort. Um, mm. And a lot of these times being a dancer, being an escort, it doesn't involve sex. It literally involves dancing, taking your clothes off, being an escort, going with someone to dinner, keeping them company. Sex is not always involved. Yes, it can be involved, but it's not always involved. And I think that's what we need to look at. I mean, if you look at Mavericks in Cape Town, I mean, same thing. It's a multicultural club. Um, And it's become so different, whereas Mavericks, and years ago was more you would have white strippers it wasn't necessarily colored woman or black woman in there now if trip clubs because of the fact that it's become so acceptable everybody's going it's no longer that seedy little place you go to except at a party um so a lot of that has changed mm. now and i think that's mm. made a big difference to how people look at sex work look at transactional sex um and and we can't forget that that those are the things that have brought this uh, of of um down, or has made it a lot more open to talk about. I mean, if you look at you know um, the celebrity we're talking about with her daughter with OnlyFans, I mean, at the end of the day, firstly, so just acknowledge that OnlyFans is not just for taking your clothes off. There are a lot mm-hmm. of OnlyFans on OnlyFans you can have. Um, it's purely because it's a paid platform.
0: Music, artists, Yeah, So you can anything, go on yeah. as
1: an yeah. artist, you can go on as a fitness instructor, and people just have to pay for their, your content. It's just that they've seen that yeah. the content that people were going for a lot was more the sex content, and that's how they ran their PR. And and that's how it came out. Um, but if you let people talking about OnlyFans a week ago, and you look at only people talking about OnlyFans mm. since yesterday... What has changed? Beyonce released a song last night. She mentioned OnlyFans. She said, go get your money, basically. What? And our OnlyFans overnight has wow. become an acceptable platform. Sure. So,
0: uh, so uh, there's something you, you've been speaking about, um, uh, the relationships between people and, uh, and, and OnlyFans and now the, with Beyonce, Cardi B, it, it almost seems like um, if we talk about it more, um, if we open about it, that it makes it safer um, as well. Um, you were talking about, uh, I don't know, strip clubs that used to be kind of seedy, uh, and now we have people going there of all persuasions. Um, if you've got people of all persuasions, you need to look mm-hmm. after people better. And I'm talking about the people who actually yes. work for you as well. So um, if if we think about laws against prostitution, um, how negatively that affects uh, the prostitutes and their safety because they cannot come out and say, I'm yeah. being abused, or I'm being hurt because they're doing something illegal. It's the same thing with these transactional relationships. If we are open and clear and and uh, unashamed, um, it gives us power because it then enables us to speak clearly in the world, say, hey, these are the good things about it, these are the bad things about it. So a strip club now, that is looking after its strippers now is because we are saying, hey, we are here and we want yeah. people to be looked after. We don't want to see this abuse. In I think the, in also the you industries. need to
1: understand that from a from a financial point of view, if we legalize sex work and and monitor the industry, our our GDP seriously rise too. We need to look at those kind of things from an economic point of view. Um let's not forget that don't pay tax but they'd be happy to pay tax should it mean that police stop harassing them um at night when they're working should it that um they get you know get treated well in terms of medical aid programs they can they if we can create a system Mm -hmm. where the money created by sex work is taxed um and we create systems where um sex workers who are raped abused assaulted can go and actually lay charges be taken seriously and not laughed at at the mm. by the police mm. i think we mm. could create a better mm. system and a lot more of a system that creates conversations the reason that you know the cardi b's the beyonce's the lady gaga's all of them are talking about sex work now is because we are women and as women understand why we still don't have the right to decide what the hell we want to freaking do with our bodies why is it so hard for mm. me i find it so crazy that there are men out there in america who are protesting now for their lockdowns to be uh, lifted and they've got mm. placards up that say it's my body it's my right where the fuck are these motherfuckers when they're talking <clears throat> about abortion it's abortion and women are holding the same sign saying it's my body my right then it's a problem i always find that every time something affects women it becomes a problem but when it's men it's fine do you understand so so i think a lot of the time it's it's women Mm. that are coming out and saying these are our bodies these are our problems let Us tell you how they need to be dealt with instead of you telling me that I am not worthy of medical aid, that I'm not worthy of being paid tax. I think a lot of the time people, you know, people's argument is also, you know, um, if they pay tax, then they get a say in the economy. Why the fuck shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they?
0: They're yep. bringing all, that, They're money bringing all in. that money in. I will never forget. They're paying for it. Story.
1: One night I went to the Grand with friends. It was a friend's birthday. We wanted to party. We just didn't want to be in a club setting. Like I said, for us going to the to the club is, is so much easier for us as women because we're not the target market there. No one is trying to hit on us. They're not there for us. Fascinating. and, 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 um, it must've been about two or I remember about two or three years ago. And I was sat next to this guy and he was by himself and we started talking and he and I was like, why are you here by yourself? He says, no, I'm actually just here to check up on my clients. And I was like, are you a pimp? And he's like, no, I'm an accountant. I was like, so are you, are you here? clients He's like, no, (laughs) I represent all these dancers here and they make so much, they make this amount of money. And I, for them um so i come here and then i do give them their their reports and stuff wow. on a friday night um and he's like you know that by the lamborghini that does he's like those belong to these girls here he's like and i invest their money for them so and then i give them the reports and then they tell me what other stock they want to invest in and do do people understand Wow. Amount, these wow. girls are not stupid. Most of the girls that also are at strip clubs, they're there because they are putting them school. They are supporting their families. These girls are not stupid. Um, and I think that's also the stigma we need to come away from it, that these girls are rich. <laughs> and if you don't want their tax money, trust me, they're spending it on other things. <laughs>
0: Oh man, there's so much. There's so much out there that we need to that, that needs to be unpacked. It's such a fascinating uh, conversation, and I'm, uh, it's it pleases me to hear you speaking that way about these girls that are empowered. And and um, I just hope that it can, I don't know, be a bit kinder. I think that that's something that uh, is missing uh, from a lot of people's
1: definitely. You know, opinions, but it starts at home, though. It starts how people. we talk to our own kids, whether boys or girls. Um, like. Uh, two days ago, mm. my daughter was telling me when she was at my mom's last. My mom was in Cape Town and we we're in Joburg. And, you know, she was this. And she was sitting there with her cousins and they were talking about what they wanted to be in life. And then, you know, my mom told me the other day, I said, Yeah. And she says, You know, mommy, um, mama said to me, Well, if all else fails, I can be a stripper. I said, You said that to you? She says, Yes. So I was like, You see, it, like my mom has been so open us about things we want to do in life that my stigma a lot came from learning a lot of these things at school um but my mom has always taught us to be open and fair because you never know what someone is dealing with and i try and bring my daughter up like that because what if she does come home one day and says oh fuck this i'm not doing this i want to be a prostitute on a court Mm. i'm not gonna love her any less she's still gonna be my daughter and excluding her from my life because she wants to make those choices not a safe option for me because Mm. then i don't know if she's okay so for me those things i'm i'm i feel like as parents we need to be very open with our kids about sex because the minute you're closed about it i don't I've never wanted my daughter to learn about sex on the playground I don't want to tell yeah. her about sex and or not tell her about sex yeah. and then she goes to school and I can tell her and then she comes home at 16 and tells me she's pregnant because some friend of hers told her no you can't get pregnant on the first time Ooh. so I've had that conversation my daughter's 15 mm. I've had that conversation mm. with her about if you want to have sex let's talk about con- Let's talk about things like that. I'm not the mom that when there's sex scenes on TV, I switch the T V channels or I tell her to close her eyes. I've never been that mom. If she mm. uh, she was eight years old when she asked me what her orgasm was and I had to answer that question for her. So it into like <laughs> I don't know, if we're gonna cover over the sex topic like our parents did with a lot of us, we are always going to be in trouble with teenage pregnancies. We're always going to be in trouble with HIV and AIDS. We're always going to be in with STDs because we're not open about having conversations that will prevent us from dealing with yeah. these high stacks yeah. of these things.
0: Shame, shame will only Basically. make things worse. Um, I, I wanted to, uh, this is maybe a, a bit too simplistic a question, but, um, you know, it, it's something that people think about um, regarding receiving or paying money for for a relationship. And uh, I, I don't know the exact context of, of this payment, but let's say it's a, yeah. like a bless-a-blessy relationship where every month you get a stipend or something like that. Um, so I'm, I, I want to look at it from like two perspectives. The one perspective is me being a payer mm-hmm. and me being a receiver. And um, I... I wonder and I fear for the power uh, in those spaces um, where people who perhaps don't have any other choice on positions of submission with people with money and with their bodies and with sex. And I I fear for somebody who's receiving, who feels obligated to always um, acquiesce to other people's wishes, to mm-hmm. this other person's wishes. I
1: mean, I... Yeah.
0: And, in the, and in, in, in the other way, being the person paying, that the person is there does not actually want to be.
1: I mean, firstly, from a perspective, from a blesser point of view, I feel like if a man, and I'm going to speak in a a man and woman perspective, because that's, you know, what I can speak on. Um, I feel like if you're a man and you want to spend your money on a woman, it's your choice. And if you're stupid enough to do it, then do it. Um, you know, if if you are, are willingly giving a woman money, then do it. It's your choice. It's your money. You, it, you need to decide. Yeah. Yeah. My problem comes in here. I feel like as a woman, if you are reliant on this money and only this money, then you are going to be controlled. And I fear that because I see it so much with rich men um, and the girlfriends or their wives you know, yeah. um, in these relationships, and and these men be, can become very dominant because, and, and very abusive, um, because they know that there is no other option. So they know that no matter what they put this woman through, they yeah. will stay. So I always feel. I mean, I'll, I I've been married, and and I was married to an extremely wealthy man, and I'll I'll never forget. Uh, you know, when I just before I got married, I remember going to my hairdresser, and and she said to me. Borough, I used to be married to a very wealthy man. And let me give you a tip. Whatever he gives you, you away a percentage of that money every month. Because if anything ever happens, at least you can take care of yourself. Um, and I wasn't working at the time, I was a rich man's wife. Um and and it is tough. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a woman who likes to make my own decisions, and it was really tough being in that situation because I had to, and it was the first time in my life since I was 13 that I'd never had a job. Um, and that was really tough for me. I had to be in a situation where I wasn't able to control what I spent or what I had or what I wanted because I was totally reliant on somebody else who, even though was my husband, um, was still in ch- was still the dominant person because he was the breadwinner. Um, So I know what the relationships can Hmm. do to any woman's mental health, um, the stress it can cause, the insecurity it can cause, and just how for your self-esteem, it just is so demeaning. However, again, stress this. If you have a relationship that is fine and your Hmm. man is giving you money and you are making sure that you at least invested or you have other options Then, girl, go get your money, you know, <laughs> do what you need. To. If someone wants to give mm-hmm. their hard earned mm-hmm. money to you, take their hard earned money because, you know, it's their choice to do what they want to with their money. And it works both ways. If there is a woman and she has a Ben 10 and she's supporting being his rent, um, then take her money because she wants to give it to you. Because at the end of the day, the stigma of a woman giving her money to a younger man is far more than a man giving mm-hmm. his money to mm-hmm. a woman. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's, totally. that's my, that's my opinion on it. Totally. I, I always in relationships, if a man gives you flowers, it doesn't mean that he, you, owe if he takes you to dinner, you don't owe him sex. If he buys you a drink, it doesn't mean you need to go home with him. It's the same thing. Uh, it, it, it's again, it brings us back yeah. to it's transactional and it's your choice.
0: Well, that's a beautiful <laughs> spot to end it. I think Farah, um, <laughs> Thank you so much for giving your thoughts today, and uh, as a thank as you always, very much for having me. You. Um, do you, Is there anything that you'd like to punch to promote um, your website, um, your work, your my socials, uh, socials? As I said
1: in the beginning, is uh, FC Fortune. Um, for me, right now, I, I, it's I'm working on some some projects in terms of woman empowerment, um, and there's not necessarily anything I'd like to punt, but I would like to say to the woman out there. Um, Sometimes we have these perceptions of other women because of how we grew up or the stigmas that we are, we have, have been planted in our heads since we were young. How to look, how to be skinny, how to act. Sometimes you just need to make the choices for yourself and how, how, how you want to look, how you want to act, what you want to do with your life. Because this life thing, there's no rewind button on it. You can only live each next, every day forward. Um, and you don't want to live in your de- in your deathbed and think, damn, I should have been a stripper. <laughs> Thanks for having
0: beautiful. me. Beautiful. Thank you, Farah. You too. <laughs> Cheers. Have a beautiful day. Bye.